stepped out from behind the six chimney pots of Henry VIII. Lucy's eyes narrowed. I don't believe we've been introduced, she said quietly. Lord Sidney Whimsy, at your service, said the figure, taking a couple of steps towards them, only for Lucy to raise her umbrella. Forgive my intrusion, my dear lady, said Lord Sidney taking off his hat to reveal fashionably styled silvery blonde hair. As he looked up at them, the moonlight glinted on his monocle. "'I am an old university friend of Lord Goth's,' he said. "'He's kindly agreed that I can organise the full moon fete this year.' He removed his monocle and polished it thoughtfully with the end of his cravat. Ada noticed that his eyebrows and moustache were as neatly styled as his hair. It was surprising to Ada that such a fashionable gentleman would be interested in the full moon fate, which was generally quite a dull affair. Each year the inhabitants of the little hamlet of Gormless would troop up the drive to the hall, holding flaming torches and then stand around singing midsummer carols tunelessly. They also painted their faces blue, wore straw skirts and did a strange dance beneath the full moon that involved hitting each other with pillowcases. Nobody was quite sure why. Such happy days, racing punts on the river, playing top hat cricket and hobby horse croquet. Goth, Simon and me, they called us the two and a half amigos. Webbed footnote. Top Hat Cricket was invented as an excuse to drink tea and eat cake and sandwiches. The fielders use their top hats to catch cricket balls hit by batsmen who wear tea cosies. Knitted hats for keeping teapots warm. Two and a half, said Ada, peering back at him from the folds of Lucy's cape. Simon was very short, explained Lord Sidney. He replaced the monocle and looked at Ada. You know... I haven't seen you since you were a baby, Ada, he said with a smile. Not since... Lord Sidney Whimsy paused, then cleared his throat. throat) Uh, Not since that terrible night. Ada knew the night Lord Sidney meant. It was the night that her mother, Parthenope, the beautiful tightrope walker, had fallen to her death during a sudden thunderstorm while practising on the rooftops of Ghastly Gorm Hall. For most of Ada's childhood since then, Lord Goth had shut himself away in his study, writing extremely sad poems. But recently, following Ada's adventures with Ishmael Whiskers, the ghost of a mouse, Lord Goth had been a changed man. He no longer moped about in his study, but got out and about more. In fact, at that very moment, Lord Goth was on a tour of the Lake District to promote his latest volume of courtly rambler's verse, called She Walks in Beauty Like a Knight. Lucy Borgia let go of Ada and looked deep into Lord Sidney's eyes. I'm afraid my father isn't here, said Ada after a rather awkward silence. Lord Sidney, who had been looking equally deeply into Lucy Borgia's eyes, glanced down at Ada. What? Oh, yes, quite so, he said. He's on a book tour, he smiled. As we speak, he is sharing a supper of mutton stew with three shepherds in a hut on Langdale Pike. How do you know that? said Ada, impressed.
A little bird told me, said Lord Sidney, looking back at Lucy Borgia and smiling again. And another told me that you, Miss Borgia, are a three-hundred-year-old vampire of impeccable behavior, not to mention a highly accomplished umbrella fencer. I'm delighted to make your acquaintance. Just then, a white dove came flapping down out of the sky. It swerved past the crooked sixpence, glided over Thomas and Jeremy, and fluttered down to land on Lord Sidney's outstretched arm. Lord Sidney carefully untied a small roll of paper attached to the dove's left leg. D-mail, Lord Sidney said. It's the very latest thing in my line of work. He unfurled the paper and read the note that was written on it. Reaching up, he took a pencil stub from behind his ear and wrote a reply on the reverse side of the paper.